0: Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. But listen, um, I'm also very lucky because you're on today. I haven't spoken to you in ages. It's so good to talk to you. It really is. And uh, you've got a great story from uh, this week's Take a Break magazine. Now, uh, it's I Should Have Been With Her.
1: Yep, so this is a story by Graham Bristow. Steams Bible from the hearty stew as my wife Barbara was serving up dinner for me and our son james smells delicious i said as we all tucked in even after second helpings there were loads left over but barbara always made extra then took it around to some of the older folk in our neighborhood she was the most kind-hearted generous person i knew and i felt so lucky that she was my wife we'd met soon after she'd moved to the uk from poland i was an electrician and had gone to do some work on her flat and we'd hit it off She was brilliant with my kids, Sarah and George, for my first marriage, and we went on to have James together. We married when he was six and my life felt complete. Barbara worked part-time as a cleaner, but in our spare time she'd shop and cook for some of our elderly neighbours. She hated the thought of anyone being lonely and would spend time chatting to them over a copper. On Christmas Day she invited two of her elderly friends over for dinner so they wouldn't be alone. The following day I was flying out to Goa to deliver football kits to a children's home out there. It was something I'd done for a few years, after meeting the woman who ran the home through work. Take care out there, Barbara told me. I will, I replied, kissing her. See you in a few days. I had my phone switched off during the 12-hour flight. When I turned it back on at the airport, I had missed calls from Sarah, George and James. I hope nothing's wrong, I thought. But when I got through to George, he said... "'Barbara's been hit by a car. "'Is she badly hurt?' I asked, trying to take him what he'd just said. "'She's in a coma, Dad,' George replied. "'I listened in horror as he explained how she'd been knocked down "'on a zebra crossing near our home, but the driver hadn't stopped. "'Now she was in hospital with severe head injuries. "'George, Sarah and James were at her side, but I needed to be there too. "'I'll get the first flight back,' I said. "'But because it was Christmas, they were awful. "'That night I was so worried I hardly slept. "'The next day James called. "'Mum died,' he said tearfully.' I should have been there for her, I said, breaking down. I was devastated, but I was angry too. How could someone be so callous as to knock her down, then drive off and leave her for dead? The following day, I finally managed to get on a flight. Back home the next day, I hugged the children and cried. Later, the police visited. They said there was CCTV footage of a red Peugeot. It wasn't clear enough to see the registration, but after a public appeal for information, they had leave on who the driver was. The following evening, I walked from my home to the pedestrian crossing where Barbara had been knocked down. Family and friends came with me and we lit 54 candles, one for every year of Barbara's life. Soon after, the police arrested an 89-year-old local man, who they suspected of causing my beloved's wife death, but he was bailed while the investigation continued. The next few weeks felt like torture as they waited for Barbara's body to be released following the post-mortem examination. I was consumed with guilt for not being by her side when she needed me most and couldn't eat, sleep or face going to work. James, 21, who watched his mum die at the hospital, struggling to cope with his grief. One day he said, I saw a funeral procession on the road today. The coffin was drawn by a horse and carriage. I'd like mum to have something like that. When Barbara had talked about growing up in a rural village in Poland, she'd always told us about how they rode to church in a horse and carriage. That would be just right for her, I replied. Finally, three months on, we were able to bury Barbara. She was carried to the cemetery in a horse and carriage which stopped for a moment at the crossing where she'd been knocked down, near our home in Bermanton Gardens, Essex. Six months later, I was listening to the local news on radio and heard at long last that the driver of the car had been charged. In time, Cyril Frey, is now 90, of Whitton Road, Essex, a former probation officer, appeared at Chelmsford Crown Court. He pleaded guilty to causing death by careless driving, failing to stop, failing to report a road traffic collision and perverting the course of justice. The court heard that when Fayez had hit Barbara, who'd only gone to take some food to an elderly neighbour, he made no attempt to stop, and no brake lights were seen. Fayers then lied and lied to cover up his involvement in the collision. He told his family a piece of concrete had fallen off a bridge and hit his car, and even planted a lump of concrete in the grill. Fayez, a part-time tea dance DJ, hit the car in a barn until repairs could be carried out. He also lied to police officers who were speaking to all Red Persia drivers following the accident. Frey has told them his niece had poured the car and taken it to Ireland. His barrister, Evelyn Hicks, told the court he'd accepted he'd hit something but didn't know what he'd struck, she said. He began to weave a web of untruths to his family and police that he couldn't unravel. He accepts that what he's done is tragic and horrific and the family will not get over this. Judge called his behaviour cowardly, deceitful, manipulative and disgusting. After banning him from driving for life, she sentenced him to a total of 20 months in jail but then suspended it for two years. It meant he'd walk free from the court, and I was furious. Faye should have been shown the same compassion and sympathy he'd shown Barbara. Absolutely none. James was angry too. He'd left her on the side of the road like a piece of garbage, he said. We lodged an appeal in the hope of getting a tougher sentence, but it was turned down. So now we have to try to move on, but it's so difficult. Barbara was the heart of our family, and her death has left a huge hole in our hearts. James misses his mum desperately, and it's awful to see him hurting so much. My heart aches for her every day too. Barbara and I were together for 25 years. We never talked much about the future because we assumed we have plenty of time to think about that. Instead, I'm facing the rest of my life without her, which is unbearable. Barbara was such a kind person. I'm sure she'd tell me to forgive Fayez for what he did. And if he'd stopped and tried to help her, then maybe I could have found it in my heart to do that too. But he didn't, and so I
0: can't. Oh Donna, do I you know, know something? It's so, so incredibly tragic and do you know what mm. really, really angers me about this story? Mm. If if this guy had gone into court for I doing know. something fraudulent mm. you know, you get more time served for fraud. He would have fraud. gone to prison. He, he would have he gone to prison yeah. and yet you take a life so callously and you know, whether it was an accident or not, he fled the scene, he didn't stop.
1: But he didn't even break, that's why I don't get. Exactly. It's, like, it's just so weird. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, why did he not stop? And, and would nice. she have survived it he would have he would have had less of a suspended sentence yeah, um right. if if he had stopped and and you know shown his guilt then it's just then to lie
1: about it, even to his own family it's, it's just,
0: disgusting yeah, it's absolutely horrible. disgusting cool, well but do you know it's it's one of those things that you know you go to your work every day and you say goodbye to your yeah. partner your husband your loved one your wife whatever and um you just assume that you're going to see them that yeah, night of and it's it's just awful absolutely yeah, awful he's
1: such a nice man as well, and we spoke to him. I was like, Oh, it's so sad.
0: Well, so sad. do you know something? It's a beautifully written story. Is that one of yours, Donna?
1: It's not actually, no, it was done by somebody else I'm not sure who alright <laughs> oh, okay yeah no I spoke to him to do the readback so he was he was really nice oh
0: lovely well it is it's beautifully written and a very sad ending but thank you so much okay. for joining me today and taking us through what's happening in this week's Take a Break magazine now obviously the new copy is out on Thursday you've still got time to get the old issue but yep. if anybody wants to take a look at uh, the current issue it is on the shelves now uh, you can also take a look online it's a fully accessible website have you got the web address
1: I have it's www w.takeabreak.co.uk
0: Fantastic All Donna, right. many thanks for joining us today yeah, Enjoy the rest pleasure. of your Valentine's Thank Day you. Go out there and find yourself a gorgeous man, yeah. honestly <laughs> Don't have that much hope <laughs> we'll, we'll speak to you again very See soon See take care For more downloads like these visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts